Oh, there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Singh. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. Welcome my comrades and cohorts. I can't even say that correctly. Let's get into some motherfucking shoutouts. It's time for some motherfucking shoutouts. All right, all right. Joe Solo, our this week's guest. She is a super radio personality, and she has a super shout-out. Please give us your shout-out. My shout-out is going to Miss Flo, and she is my mentor, my mother number two, my everything, and I just want to thank her for everything she's done for me, and also just thank her for just getting me in tune with Keep Up Podcast, and um, and just always looking out for me. So shout-out to Miss Flo, and her name is at underscore Miss underscore Flo. That's right. At underscore Miss Flow. Please check that out on our YouTube version. We'll put down her all her good stuff, everything that promotes her brand. We love to do that. So let's get into what the fuck happened in politics and viral news. What the fuck happened? Again, welcome Joe Solo. She's going to help me out with these topics, whatever she can. Doesn't matter. All good. We have politics. We have pop culture. We have all that good stuff. And then at the very end, she is a radio personality. Like I said, she has a lot of things going on for her. She's only 21, and the world is at her as at, at her fingertips. I was about to put Yay. down a cliche with the oyster, you know, the, the, <laughs> but, but, right? But that I'm like the drunken clam over here, so we don't need that. We don't exactly. Need that, right? All right. So let's start this off. Let's start this off. Uh, the Supreme Court, once again, they're a recurring guests. They're like my number one guest every fucking week. So SCOTUS. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, but it, this is the season, though. They're they're dismissing it cases, is. It is. right? And they were busy dismissing all the Trump cases, over fifty of them, trying to overthrow the election. Um, so SCOTUS, Supreme Court, they uh, they dismissed a another Trump case, not having to do with the election, but this one was for funding. And the census, as we know, we all know that the mm-hmm. census provides that funding through surveys to to collect the data of who. Genders, people, population, doesn't matter. Um, obviously, race, those type of things. That goes yeah. into data collection. And again, that goes, that depends on like nonprofits, city funding, all that kind of stuff. So there are 12, approximately 12 million undocumented workers in this country. And they all pay taxes, and most of them don't get the taxes back. So now you're trying to exclude them out of the census. And so wow. that obviously takes money out of their pocket. Whatever program they're in, whatever program they're trying to get that money back. How do you feel about that, Ms. Solo? First of all, if I work for you, I should be getting paid. That's what I was saying. I, I should just be getting paid. 12, 12 million is such a high number knowing of how many people honestly do work. And to be uncounted from the, from uh, basically you're telling me that you're about to uncount me from my city, my state. Basically you're trying to say that I'm not a number to where I live at and that I don't work hard for what I do here and that what I do shouldn't get paid. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's just unfair, especially to hard workers, to people that actually wake up every day, have a job and go do something, you know what I'm saying? And pay their taxes and, and pay their mortgages and all of that. Cause all of that's, stuff, it, it takes place in it. So for you to tell me that you're not, I can't be included in the census, I just feel like it's unfair. It's just basically saying, I'm not a number. You know, I mean, I'm not a, a actual person that lives, you know, in this state or in this city. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And yeah. uh, 
he has tried to come after sanctuary cities. Uh, this administration, Trump, uh, Chicago is a sanctuary, sanctuary city. Um, they 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 harbor um, illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, undocumented. Mm-hmm. I prefer to call them undocumented citizens. Uh, so, like I said, he has made those threats. He has threatened to all types of taxes, but this is his latest threat. So you're right to make them uncounted. We don't want right. that. We need to fight that, and Supreme Court helped us out with that. So vaccine the Supreme Court. Of course, of course. Okay. Sotomayor, Karen Hagan, uh, mm-hmm. uh forget Alito though. Forget uh <laughs> forget Kavanaugh, forget uh what's her name? Uh, Comey Barrett. Ugh, none of that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Clarice Thomas. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh so vaccine marketing push. We had Mike Pence recently uh take the buyer or take the uh the vaccine, sorry, not take the virus, take the vaccine, which uh, provides protein. I'm not a scientist, but from what I've read, it provides a protein and it manipulates the virus so that you're able to fight the virus whenever it actually does come into contact. So it's not a full form of immunity. And the last 22 vaccines we've had for malaria, we've had for the flu, none of them have cured, uh, cured uh, any diseases. We haven't cured a disease since polio. You know what I'm saying? We haven't cured cancer. We haven't cured AIDS. AIDS is actually technically a pandemic, and it still hasn't ended, obviously. And that's yeah, and it's still going. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you had that nurse that passed out recently, which everybody's been going up in arms about. Yes. There's plenty of people that have passed out during the deal. Minutes later, yeah, Yeah. after she took the vaccine. Wow. All good. Nothing happy pen can't fix. Stick <laughs> stick her with something else. <laughs> so, uh, right, right. Yeah. The presidents, uh, Obama, Bush, uh, who was the other one? Uh, not Trump. Trump, as always, like he has bone spurs. He ducked this one. He ducked the vaccine this time. Oh, and Bill Clinton. Of course. He ducked everything. And I'm a big Obama fan, but he's the same one that, uh, that fake sipped the Flint water. So I don't really, uh, I'm not really gonna take his word for the vaccine on that one. Um, how do you feel about that? Are you pro? Are you? And again, no judgment. Are you anti-vaccine, yeah. pro, whichever? I'm anti-vaccine. Anti. I okay. I'm right. anti. So you're not taking this. So you're not taking this one. I'm uh, not. I mean, if it if it becomes this big mandatory thing, I will. You know, because that's understandable. I still have to live. Still have to be able to go where I can go, work where I can work, but. I need, I don't know. I feel like, I know we need a vaccine, like, really, really quick. But I feel like that they didn't do enough testing out. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they put it out a little bit too fast. Especially, I think they were just trying to get out really fast. Yes, eight months. I feel like we could have went, maybe, I mean, sometime in, like, the end of January or February of, like, next year, we could have got it or something like that. But I feel like they put it out so fast, and then we just start seeing all these different cases of, like, the girl that passed out and then the people who um, got, what was it called? Uh, uh, oh, uh, your... bacterial pneumonia. There was another yes. one, too. Uh, yeah. uh, something palsy. Sarah palsy, yes. All of that. And I was like, wow. I just feel like. It was just, it just got put out too fast. You know, it just wasn't enough testing done first. And of course, that's for any vaccine. We had to go through that trial and error thing. But I just feel like for um, responses like that from people, I feel like it should have been a stop to it for a minute. Like, okay, let's try to figure something else out and just give it a break and then start pushing them out. But they're like, we're just going to keep doing it. And just as we fix it, we're just going to keep You're not alone. I don't have those same concerns, but you are not alone. I have many people that I debate with in my personal life. 
Um, I, have, I have a few anti-vax people in my life, or I don't even know if they're anti-vax, but they're definitely anti-vax in this situation, mm-hmm. at least. Um, so I want to ask a question. Uh, again, all your questions are valid. Uh, one of my friends asked this. Oh, no, sorry. So I looked at Alicia Silverstone, the woman from Clueless, and she was also Batgirl in that terrible Batman movie. Um, but her, she, has a, she has a nine-year-old son, I believe. And he looks a little weird, to be honest. But um, she says out of his whole nine years of existence, she has not given him one vaccination ever. And he's only had two colds his whole life, and he's very vegan, he's very holistic, all those type of things. Mm. Are you that anti-vax, or are you? Nah. Ma- are you okay? I was about to say because there are some nah, vaccinations. I'm not that anti-vax. In order to get yeah. Into, yeah, in order to get in the public school, I worked in education, so I had to right. get TB testing. I had to get same. Yeah, exactly. All those type of things. So okay, you answered that. There you go. So we can nah. move on. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm this anti-vax, but I'm not super. I still feel like it's a lot of things that as people we can't cure on our own, and sometimes we need that extra push of medicine to help us, you know, like fight off. Because there's so many things that our body has to fight off at one time. So sometimes you need that extra push of medicine to get you through. So I'm not that anti, mm-hmm. like, nothing at all. Like, no. Because along the line, eventually you're going to need something, you know, so. Yeah. I saw this uh, I saw this meme, and, and, and there's many memes, by the way. It's like if you've been in a porta potty um, at a festival, you don't have to worry about the vaccine. But my favorite one so far is if you've dated a dude from New York, you don't have to worry about the vaccine. No, they didn't. <laughs> I they ain't lying. Where's the lie? Where's, I'm looking for the lie. You agree with him? You agree with him? Where's the lie? I'm looking. I'm looking. I can't find it. I can't find it. <laughs> So we've been talking about the stimulus for the last few weeks. The stimulus finally came. Congress finally came to a bipartisan agreement. We talked about the details of it before. They're stiffing us pretty much. (laughs) They're only giving us a $600 check. They're not giving us uh, $600. Exactly. That is people paycheck. That's literally a paycheck. Literally. I can't believe it. I know. So, uh, exactly. So we went, we went 10 months, we went 10 months doing all this, uh, backwards flipping for this virus. And we were paid for a little while as far as people that were unemployed, at least. And even people that are not unemployed. You're right. That stimulus at $1,200 helped mm-hmm. a lot of people before. And that wasn't even a lot of help either. $1,200 is not a lot either. But $600 is disrespectful. <laughs> like the way that you were into it. This is, I agree. I agree. And so uh, before we get our new Fed chair, uh, Janet Yellen, uh, they wanted to obviously stifle her. So they wanted less federal lending. And that was the last stipulation. They had other stipulations as far as suing companies that were going to uh, rush you to work pretty much. Um, There were, again, the weekly payments. They were over that. All types of things. So, again, right now what we're getting is – just basically $600 checks, and then next year they're going to try to redo this. Thanks, government. That's all they can. And, and, who knows, <laughs> and who knows how long it's going to take them to try to figure it out? Because y'all had us wait this long just to give us $600. We might just get $300 by the end of next year. I mean, at this Right. Point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Merry Christmas 2021. Thank you. Right. <laughs> So uh, we're moving on. Uh, paramedic only fans. So again, we talked about this in the pre-meeting, uh, me and Joe Solo, and uh, we. Oh, let me click into it because I don't know her name. 
So I don't know if anybody knows is watching this. Uh, a paramedic was featured in the New York uh, the New York Post. This is the same one that's been bitching about the high Hunter Biden story. And, they, and again, they're kind of a tabloid in New York. I don't know why people get up in arms when something is censored by them. I don't mind because they're kind of like the National Enquirer. They don't they don't bother me. Anyway, so there was this uh, there was this young woman. Her name is Lauren Quay. And she did an exclusive interview with Rolling Stone, and she uh, described the turmoil in her life because the New York Post not only did a feature on OnlyFans, the very popular um, direct-to-customer service that you could do anything, basically. A lot of porn and a lot of strippers do it, but everybody uses it. It's just like Patreon. Everybody uses it. It's just a subscription service. So, again, the adult yeah. industry uses it. That's fine. And they're the be- they're the most that use it, and it works to be honest. Because the porn industry is so so, they jip everybody. So these yeah. <laughs> these female workers, these male workers, they might as well get the money themselves. Stop worrying about the middleman, and uh, that's why I appreciate okay. OnlyFans. And uh, so this one is a paramedic, and she's not alone. There's people who don't even need the funds, and they do it. You know what I'm saying? People want extra money in their pocket. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So she was doing mm-hmm. it, and she was doing it privately, discreetly. And the New York Post decided to out her name, out her name. And she was afraid she was going to get fired, all types of things. She's not ashamed, knows, nor should she. She's very attractive, she's, and she's good at her job. Should she said be? that. Yeah. And she said that, too. She was just like, I'm a good paramedic. What do I have to be worried about? You know what I'm saying? That I show scantily uh, in, a pri- in a private setting. Like, this is a subscription-based model. Exactly. So how do you feel about the New York Post? How do you feel about this young lady? How do you feel about society? Oh, AOC came out to her defense, and she said, you should society should be more worried about that she has to have a second job as a paramedic, not that she has an only exactly exactly. So go ahead. So I agree okay. with that. I agree with that. I, number one, what I do in my private home, what I do behind closed doors, and it's not affecting my job. That shouldn't matter. That's just like you in my business. Like why are you in my business? Like sure. and you put her out in to, to the not even to kind of sort of like. You put it out all to New York. It's like it's it's not for everyone in the world's business to know what I do. Like you said, it's a subscription fan base. It's not like you could just go type in my name and just see all of my sex videos or things like that. You literally have to pay to see me. Like, and I'm it's, I'm you gotta make your extra money the way you make extra money. I know plenty of nurses that are strippers. I know plenty of nurses that are little bar girls at little nightclubs and things like that. And it's, I mean, nurses that are like little bar girls and things like that. And that's, that's the question. Why do I have to have a second job? Why do I have to have, show my body? The paramedic, being a paramedic, I should be, cause I'm saving lives. I'm taking people to the hospital, things like that. I should have a way higher paycheck than OnlyFans is probably giving them. Two times more than what paramedics are even getting paid for. And like you said, shout out to OnlyFans for even coming through with the idea that it's like, okay, I can, people can pay to see you, you know, and whatever you want to do is your page. You control yeah. it. You do what you want to do. But that's just the question now. Like, that's sad. Why do I have to have an OnlyFans if I'm a paramedic or if I work for the government or if I work for the state or something like that, you know? Absolutely. And I'm jealous of your generation because you pretty much all of you guys come out thinking that way. It took a long time for me not to shame strippers or people in the adult industry. And I should be ashamed of myself that when I used to do that, you know what I'm saying? I used to. Yeah. And now, like, I'm on the wave with Cardi. I love Meg Thee Stallion. And it's funny because I was a big fan of Eve and she was a stripper at 15. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, a lot of hypocritical stuff going on. And I'm just glad that, like, you know, my mind is clear enough, (laughs) enough to, like, you know, see this 
as a real profession. It's the oldest profession in the book. And again, it's only because females dominate it, only that why we make this so hard for them. And I, I even have, and I, and I can't even just speak for everybody in the generation. I have a, but well, he's older though. Um, I have a camp kid that I, I used to be a counselor for, and he's in his mid-20s now. And he shames, he shames people all the time when it comes to, uh, he shamed the girl in the restaurant with the twerking and the, uh, the restaurant owner at a, out of line, to be honest. I get that it's his establishment, but he didn't have to lecture anybody I, in the fucking... I agree. Thank you. Like, I, I feel like he personally could have walked up to those girls yeah, and talked exactly. to them. He did not... You literally put them out on blast. I'm just, all right, like you said, it's your restaurant, it's your place of business, but any owner of a restaurant is going to come and privately talk to that table. You act like the whole place was twerking. It was just those set of girls, you want to handle it, you could have privately handled that. I agree with you yeah. on that. Yeah. So so if he's thinking that way, obviously he does not appreciate sex work in general. So he feels that like it should be like banned and heavily prosecuted even more than it is today. And I wow. totally don't agree with him. Again, like I said, only because it is dominated by women. Same thing with nursing. Nursing is not as uh, respected as being a doctor in the medical it's field. It's not. Only because of the statistics of women being in there. So we need to fix that. We need to fix all that uh, that gender equality. So, I agree. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> so <laughs> Jill Biden. Damn, what's going on? Why am I bringing you all these disrespectful fucking women? Uh, right, <laughs> like right? The be- gosh, gosh, sorry about that. So, doctor, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Doctor hey. Jill Biden. Doctor, 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 doctor. Put some respect on her name. Right, exactly. One more time, doctor. Doctor. Doctor Jill Biden. So, the illiterate. Host Tucker Carlson called someone else illiterate, and um, yeah, he's he's smart. I'll give him that. Rachel Maddow just did a, re- a interview. She's the MSNBC host, and they used to actually work together. He, I I forgot that he was on NBC before he was on Fox News. So the dangerous part about Tucker Carlson is what Rachel Maddow said. Rachel Maddow said that's who he is. Like it's disrespectful to try to make it seem like it's an act. It's not an act. That's who he is. So him calling Joe Biden illiterate is not an act. That's how he naturally feels. So she said in the interview that, again, and she used to have him on the show. They used to be colleagues. She said that um, the the most dangerous part about Tucker Carlson is that he looks like someone that's educated, which he is. But he's basically a mouthpiece for Trump. He basically says everything that Trump would say, but in like a a schoolboy uniform type thing. And that's dangerous because that's relatable to people. So he gets away with saying these things all the time. And just because uh, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, is not in a scrub or not in a medical jacket, she's not doing surgery with her hands. I don't know when that became uncredible to be a doctor, but to the GOP, it is. How do you feel about that, Joe? Why does it matter? I'm a doctor. This is how I feel. I, I went to school. I studied it. It's in my degrees and my whatever I have to, my certificate, whatever I have to show you that doctor is in my name. I don't, I feel like that shouldn't even have to matter. And then calling somebody else illiterate, like, how dare no. you? That is just, this is, that is so disrespectful. The first lady. And is the first lady. The first lady, lady elect. The like, first lady elect. Because I'm pretty sure somebody called him illiterate. It would be the other way around. Oh, and then right? it would go up in flames. It would definitely he, go up in flames. 
And he brought up her dissertation, and he said there were spelling errors everywhere. I doubt that. I doubt that. Someone going for their PhD, I doubt they have a bunch. Maybe a couple, but that takes people, like, almost a year to complete. I, That's I doubt true. That. And I'm pretty but, sure she didn't get this far in life to be a fake doctor, so. No, no. Yeah. Uh, the only ones I, not that I don't respect, but I don't respect as much, are the honorary doctors. The one where, like, like Bill Cosby, for instance, he has a PhD in real life. I think he does, but um, he uh, has he also has honorary doctorates from I think Trinity and other uh, institutions. So that I would understand. That I would understand if someone just gave an honorary doctorate to Joe Biden. No, like you said, she did her dissertation. She put in the work. She that that's not the true definition of a doctor. It's exactly. a doctorate. It's a doctorate. I don't know why that has to be explained, but again, because she's a female, these things happen. It's the women. It's, they've been after us all year, literally. All 10,000 years. Year. All 10,000 years. <laughs> they've been at us. It's like, what What do we do? Like, what do we do to y'all? I just want to, I want to understand. Like, we do nothing right. but help. We literally are we mother nurturers. Like, we help, literally. We bring light to the situation. Like, and now it's just a problem. Like, we can never stand up for ourselves. We can never do what we want to do. We can't wear what we want to wear. We can't say what we want to say. We can't be a doctor now. Like, okay, great. Well, what do you want me to do? Like, be a bum in the house? But then it's a problem if you're a bum in the house. So it's just like, all right, well, what am I supposed to do here? Just <laughs> keep being great and let them hate. That's all. Just keep that, being great. I know that's right. Just keep being great. Just keep being amazing like you are. Holland. Yes, ha ha. Ha ha ha, Holland. Uh, <laughs> Representative Holland is the new Interior Secretary, and she is the first of Native American descent. That is in the same waking news as last week. The Cleveland Indians are going to be called a new name next year in 2021. So we have a double dose of Native American news. Again, this is the first cabinet pick ever. First cabinet pick ever. Um, I know there was a big stink last week about uh, Pete Buttigieg because they said that he was uh, the first uh, person of the gay community to hold a – because he's going to be the transportation secretary. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Technically uh, – not technically. He is the first because the other one, Garrett, under – he was an interim in the Trump administration, but he never was confirmed. So a lot of people are making mm-hmm. a big stink of that. So anyway, back to the better news. Again, better women news. Uh, Biden picks the first interior secretary to be a Native American. She is highly accomplished. Um, Holland is going to be great. I'm very excited about that. How do you feel about that? She's from New Mexico. She's going to do her thing. Wow. I, that's, I love how the um, the culture is coming out for women as well. It's it's. I love how it's more than just it's not just women in a certain color anymore. You know what I'm saying? Now it's women of all color. And they're starting to just come out and be in these big higher positions in the world and just really just standing up for what is right. So that just really makes me happy. And be the first Native American, you said Native American? That's yeah. honestly beautiful. That's beautiful to me. It's showing me I think that's just showing out for your culture. You know what I'm saying? She's definitely getting the highest respect and definitely showing love to the Native Americans, especially because of how Native Americans were treated in history. I feel like this is a really big thing. And yeah. to this day. And to this day. Um, we're going to talk about Agreed. one of the movies. And one of the movies, um, it touches on something that happens even to, to this day, immunity in uh, the reserves, which is good for Native Americans. But there's a lot of Americans that commit crimes 
on those reserves on purpose because of the judicial system, because Americans, usually U.S. magistrates, don't have jurisdiction over those areas. No, no, no. So like I said, the Navajo Nation President Jonathan Nez described himself as overjoyed. This is 245 years in the making. We went 245 years in this country without having an indigenous person in our cabinet. So at the same time, we should be ashamed as a country, but at the same moment, we should be overjoyed, just like my man from the National President of Navajos. A great step for womankind, a great step for mankind. I mean, great step for all kinds, to be honest. I agree. So we have our last one. Um, this is actually the total opposite. We went over this in the, <laughs> in the pre-meeting. Uh, and uh, so this is from the New York Times. And the city of Paris fined nearly $110,000 for having an excess of women officials. $110,000. Yes. For women. For women holding a higher position, basically, is what they're trying to say. That is sick. My thing is, you're finding me for that. But you know how many other things that is probably wrong? there that they could be showing more light into and you are really first of all obviously stuff is getting done because we're not hearing nothing about anything that's happening in there obviously stuff is getting done everything is going right why i don't understand why do why do men always have to have the higher power why does it always have to be a ratio of more men than women is it and i really think it's because women scare Really, women really scare certain men. I really agree with that. Like having a a woman in power, because you know everything is going to get done correctly, and you know women are going to make sure that things get done right and in the proper timing. And I think that's really why men are scared. Of you get ar- you get no arguments here, man. I I've yeah. had a lot of female bosses. I've had a lot of female supervisors, teammates. I'm for it. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Not okay just with that. I'm okay with. The, all my presidents being women from now on, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. Like I said, 10,000 years yeah. of unchecked uh, male privilege and misogyny, time's up. Time's up. So uh, city of Paris fined over $110,000 for appointing too many women. The French government ordered the city to pay up to under a, two, a 2012 law intended to address gender imbalance. At senior levels of the country's civil service, the mayor deemed the decision absurd. And she's a woman, and um, she's right. She's right, like you said. And they used the law to create balance, which was supposed to be for gender parity for women, and they tried to use it again. So that's why you always got to be careful with laws. Yeah. You got to like make sure these loopholes. You make sure you got to make sure these loopholes don't uh, reverse course, so that it can try to advantage the oppressor. That's true. They always make these laws and try to and, and try to reverse them at one point. You gotta pay attention to that. Absolutely, always have to. Yeah. Our rights are are being taken away every day, and uh, we always have to mm-hmm. do something about it. Great okay. job, great job with the first portion. Let's get into some music. I said poo. La 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 la. What the fuck did I hear? Here we go. One of my favorite artists is Fiona Apple. She had a lot to say. Uh, we'll go over real quick. Her album is up for uh, alternative. She has three uh, nominations this year. I forgot what they were for her album, which I love, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Again, it is a play off of the show called The Fall with Jillian Anderson at the very end. Um, she's going to catch the killer. And she says to the police officer, because it was locked, she goes, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. 
And it's like a very famous line. And so with the most important part of Fiona Apple, again, she's a transcendent talent. She's amazing. My favorite uh, song on the, on the album is called Shamika. And the woman actually exists. <laughs> the woman actually exists. And we know many people named Shamika, but I thought that, like, I'm not going to lie, Fiona Apple's white, so I thought that she was making it up. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, okay, she knows a black name. Go, go, you go, girl. You go, girl. But I was just like, but then I found out the person, it was inspired by a true person. And I should have gave Fiona credit, to be honest. Like, she is an authentic artist. She is genuine. So I should have, I should have like, gave her the benefit of the doubt. But um, <laughs> she um, she made a cute remark saying that she wanted to send up. She wanted to be even more cheesy. Um, she wanted to send a, um, a picture of uh, all her favorite, all the people that were nominated. All the Because actually, one of the categories is all females. One of the categories that she's in is oh. all females. So she wanted to, uh, you know, just show her appreciation for the art. But then she said to herself, like, you know, she's one of the older nominees, and she's like, she's gonna look like yeah. she's gonna look like a fool. So she's just gonna <laughs> relish. She's just gonna relish in the opportunity because, uh, again, her first Grammy nomination was when she was 18, and she's now in her 30s. And so, yeah, exactly. So one more thing, uh, Doctor. Came Luke, a long way, about, right? We talked about it in the pre-meeting. Uh, good thing. Uh, Joe knows about the Kesha situation where she was being abused by Dr. Luke. His new name is called Tyson Tracks with an X. Tyson Tracks. Yes, so he has a pseudo name, and now he got nominated again. He's supposed to be canceled, and I don't believe in canceling everybody, but he deserves to be canceled. And uh, like I said, in 2018, the Grammys, everybody made a big stink. They tried to support Kesha. I don't blame them, but then... They nominated him again under a pseudo name called Tyson Tracks for Doja Cat. How do you feel about this? Do you think that um, do you think that he deserves um, a second chance so soon? Do you think that it was grimy that he did it under a pseudo name? Do you think the Grammys messed up? What do you, what do you think? Is that not illegal? Like I feel like that should be a rule that you can't even do that. Uh, try to no, you can't. No, there's no rule against it. There's, uh, especially yeah, with especially with authors, it. especially with authors, uh, Stephen King, a lot of them. They uh, <clears throat> because they're so famous. Sometimes the publishers, um, like for instance, Stephen King, they're like everything that he gives them. Oh, this is great! Oh my god, I can't wait to make a movie out of this. So he feels like they're not giving him a real good review. So I'm not saying that's the same thing with Tyson Trax. Obviously, he was trying to pull the wool over our eyes with uh, with Mr. Dr. Luke and stuff like that. But no, it is not. You can you can change your name anytime you want. Uh, her her was uh, yeah. was uh, Gabrielle Wilson, I believe her real name. Yeah, Gabrielle Wilson. Yes, real name, so one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, and then she changed her same album, same album, same material, everything, and then she changed her name and re-released the album to her. To her. And she's been super successful ever since. But, yeah, no, Dr. Luke. Wow. I'm kind of on two sided on it because I believe if you have a career and you're passionate about it, you make good stuff, you know, you should get nominated for what, you know, it's what your work is. You know what I'm saying? I never knock somebody's personality and they always just mix it. I mean, um, separate the two. I feel like your, your career is your career and who you are as a person is who you are as a person. You know, he's not right at all for anything that he did. I do think it's a little grimy. I do think it's a little grimy and I think he's been a little shifty. But hey, he said I still gotta make my money, and I still gotta do what I love to do. So if I can't do it under this name, I guess I gotta do it under this name. So I, I can't knock your hustle. 
you know. True. Well, uh, it's just weird because the music industry has come down on him several times. It's not even just that. The Taylor Swift situation where she had to re-record her masters because he wouldn't relinquish mm-hmm. them. And not that I feel sorry for Taylor Swift too much, you know. And the same thing with him. That's why I don't feel that bad because he's rich. This guy has made so many Exactly. And the one I do feel, and I know a lot of people don't feel bad for her because of the, the racist things that she said. And, and you said it too. Like, you know, you got to... You got to keep living, man. You can't, like, live in the past or, like, too many mistakes. But, um, uh, yeah, her uh, Say So uh, song was the one that was nominated. So I don't want Doja Cat not to be nominated. I love that song. So if he wrote it, you're right. I don't want just because he's a dickhead doesn't mean that, you know, the people that the people that are, you know, feeding their families on these tracks, they should be able to exactly. benefit from those rewards, too. And same thing with Doja Cat. Like I, I said, she was She was stupid last year or stupid whenever she made those recordings. Dumb. But um, she's a great artist, and so I hope she learns from that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good. I'm glad we are both Doja Cat fans. She's amazing. Yeah, Doja Cat. My mom loves Doja Cat. Oh my oh, god. Good. She loves Say So. Say So is her song. I'm like, girl, that you do not so know fire. about Doja. Right? You <laughs> girl, mom, girl, you do not know about no Doja. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Eminem just came out with a sequel to his Murder by Music, and that was actually a really good album, uh, Murder by, Mur- sorry, Music to Murder by. It was very good. It was back to his Dark Roots, and he has a Side B Deluxe Edition. Not surprising because Machine Gun Kelly just came out with an album recently, and, you know, and Eminem loves little, uh, he loves uh, to battle people and stuff like that. Yes, he um, does. Do you still listen to Eminem? <laughs> No, I don't. Okay. I That's listened okay. to the last time I listened to him is when he got who did he do a diss track to? Oh, oh well, gosh, well Machine Gun Kelly was recently. That was the latest diss. Was that that was the latest one? Maybe it was the one. Nope, it was that one. It was the one with Machine Gun Kelly, and I love the diss track. He actually went really in. He went really, really in. I thought, okay, Eminem still got his. He yeah, still got his little style. Yeah, Kill Shot was Eminem, and I think the, uh, what was, uh, Machine Gun Kelly's track? I forgot what it was called, but whatever. Yep, Kill Shot. That was the name of it, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm glad he has new music. Obviously, you're right, he's not in his prime anymore, but, um, he still comes out with some bangers every once in a while. (laughs) Katy Perry, I I don't think she's watched up either, but I, uh, she's definitely not in the prime, uh, uh, you know, fireworks and all that anymore, but she's getting fat paychecks from American Idol, so who cares? And she's about to have her baby. Exactly. Cosmic Energy, right? Good for her. Cosmic Energy, are you a Katy Perry fan? Oh, when I was younger. Fire, it was the fireworks teenage right. dream time. Yes, it was that time. Right. So the Katy Perry uh, train has left the station for both of us. I feel you on that. Agree. Agree. Right. Um, no, she's still a talent. Good for her on American Idol. I just don't care about her um, Her former Mormonism and her form, or like whatever she's doing. Do, do your thing from afar. Music Masters, Bob Dylan just sold his Masters for $100 million. Um, if you're familiar with anything with the Masters recently, Kanye West has been uh, battling his record label to try to get his Masters. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. not, it's not funny. It's just that funny that other people are getting them. So, so what is he asking for? That's what my question is. Like, if Little Wayne is getting a hundred million dollars for his catalog, along with we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <clears throat> Kanye West's catalog must be a lot more expensive. So, like, the, be. hell yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what is he must be asking for? Astro, astro, no, they must be asking for an astronomical amount for him to purchase it to purchase the. Master. They're probably asking for like. 
more than half. Probably some crazy stuff. And you know they're going to battle him with it because it's Kanye West. Like, almost all the songs he drops do do a hit. So I'm pretty sure they're asking for something, some crazy, crazy amount. And it's probably, it's mostly his fault. It's, it, I, I'm going to say it's his fault because uh, Jay-Z owns his masters, by the way. He owns 100% of yes, all his masters. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Kanye West should have done the same thing. But I am. <laughs> Kanye West, no, no. Off from the, from the top, yeah. Yeah. Not that many. Um, there's a lot of artists, especially in the beginning, that were beholden to the record labels. And that system has been failing, has been failing. And uh, Kanye, I'm not going to say that he knew that he was going to be as successful as today, but you signed on the dotted line, brother. And they own your masters. And I'm not saying that you'll never get your masters ever again. He, he will. There is a, a, a there is a period of time where it expires, and they will go to him and his yes. kids. Uh, Michael Jackson sold his catalog before, and it was an astronomical mm-hmm. amount. Um, like I said, Bob Dylan. And so back to Little Wayne. Little Wayne just sold his for $100 million, and I want to know your opinion on it, because it has Nicki Minaj, which is an amazing catalog, Queen Bee Radio, and Drake. Um, now he has Young Money, and ever since Scorpion, he has been releasing on his own label. So but, but everything before Scorpion mm-hmm. is on Cash Money. Damn, did Lil Wayne do them dirty or what? But $100 million for for them to split, like... Oh, we don't even know if he's going to give it. I don't know if he's going to give it to them. I don't know if he was representing them. I I know that he got a hundred million dollars for selling his catalog and Cash Money, the record label under you. Okay, two. Okay, a hundred. I just I don't know. I don't I don't know. I feel like Wayne. I don't I don't know. I don't but he know undervalued himself. Yeah, because you know how long Cash Money Records been around and. To this day, I'm pretty sure Cash Money Records is still making a lot of money just based off their old hits and then Nicki oh, yeah. Minaj, Drake. Like, that sounds like you're Lil Wayne. Like, don't think, don't think because you're about to retire out the rap game that you don't mean nothing. Like, even the your last album that he just dropped was even fire. I'm like, yeah. put away. Come on now. Like, that's because you're getting old. Don't mean that you're coming out there like gang, you know, you're still in your prime, you know, so why would you I would have kept it, I would have kept all the masters, honestly, I would have never sold them, yeah. Well, here's here's a part um, I don't know if you know about this but uh, not that you wouldn't know that, sorry Uh, so there's not going to be a lot of live shows recently, and I think that's why they're doing it, because especially, so Bob Dylan, that makes a little sense because, you know, he's long in the tooth right now, and he's not, and he's probably not going to make that many, even though he was, he was touring a lot he was touring a lot, he's probably touring more than Lil Wayne to be honest but a lot of these people, wow. there was there was another one recently that just sold his masters. Anyway, um, I think they're selling them because they're not going to do a lot of live shows. So they're trying to bank in okay. right now so that, like, because of the – to offset the cost of missing those tours, they want to make the money now, and they're selling their catalog. So a lot of people like to own their masters, but some people, they just want the money. They just want, like, cool, you own my music, all good. I'm going to do I'm gonna do other verticals. I make money in other areas. So that's how that's why I felt they do it. I still feel okay, even that, Bob that Dylan. Makes a lot of I still I still feel everyone we mentioned they still lowball themselves, but that's just my opinion. I agree. I agree. All right, we got one more uh, Lizzo's food relationship. Uh, we're gonna let you lead that, but I'll I'll uh, set you up real quick. Uh, there's a lot of people that have been commenting on her weight ever since. Ever since it doesn't matter if she sat in the Lakers seat with her thong. Um, I've seen her four times. She's amazing. I'm, I'm a big fan of her music. Um, even when she was a Houston-based rapper, she's amazing. Um, she went on a smoothie detox. 
and everybody in all different types of directions had something to say about it. How do you feel about it? Teachers can never win for losing. I love Lizzo, too. I totally agree with you on the uh, – she just – I love her because of just she's always been herself. Just all she came out – she came out herself. She's always been not afraid to, of what others had to say about her. She body positivity to the – to the core, like, and I love that. And I just feel like even when she is, when she's eating, it's too much for people. And then when she's talk, trying to lose weight and trying to make herself seem good for everybody else, then it's a problem. Then it's, oh, don't do that. And, and is detox really working? And da 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 just like, every, I just feel like, honestly, God made everybody the way that he made them. You know what I'm saying? And you just can't sit here. You just can't keep judging a person and making them feel bad for how they are. It's like, okay, she's like, dang, I did detox. Now I'm getting backlash because I detox. Like, I detox. But we're not talking about the IG models who who go and get Great their butt done point. and go get their boobs done and all of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all say, like, oh, they do- their doctor did a great job. But when it's a natural beauty, when it's a natural body or somebody that's embracing their natural self, it's a problem or it's a you're to this or you're to that. And I just feel like that's the world. And I feel like social media has really done a big part in that, too, is making people be somebody else that they're not or think that, oh, getting your your body done is um, a norm. Like, it's, it's not. Like, just be you, you know? So I totally agree with Lizzo and that she was trying and she was just like, I'm just about to be myself. I'm about to be free and I'm it's my body. I gotta love it. It's nobody else in this body but me and I totally agree with her. For sure. It's, and I totally agree with you. Yeah. A lot of people feel like they have ownership or entitled to her and they don't at all. Just because they, they enjoy don't. her music, just because they pay to go on, to see her tour. I don't own her at all. I don't own her image. I don't own her self-esteem. So like yeah. I said, like we both agreed that she's getting hate on both sides. She's getting people that want her to be fat still to represent them. And she's getting it for mm-hmm. people that think they, they care about her health when they don't. They don't give a shit about her health. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, just gotta keep doing her. Just like we doing. You right, keep doing your thing, Lizzo. That's right, Lizzo. That's right. And that's right I, I love her. I love her. I love her. All right. Vodka? Of course. What the fuck did I watch? All right. We made up for last week. We did not have a lot of movies. But we have a better we have a great guest this week, so why we we can't do it dirty like that. Uh, let's okay. get into some, let's get into some movie intelligent news before we start our reviews. Um, my home girl FKA Twigs. Um, this this news came out last week. Um, Shia LaBeouf he has had a history of alcoholism and violence, but usually we have not heard it against women in domestic disputes, and that has changed. Uh, FKA Twigs, she has uh, done a lawsuit, and uh, you know she's an artist, so I don't think she needs the money. She wants it to go to trial. She wants it to have a jury. And on top of that, in the same week, Sia voiced her uh, voiced her experience that she had with Shia LaBeouf as well. It was very abusive. Wow. Some of the details are that um, he gave uh, FKA Twigs. What is her real name? Her real name is Talia De- uh, Debrett. And uh, Barnett, sorry, Talia Deborah De Barnett, and she's amazing. She actually did very well in that Honey Boy movie that they did together. That's where they met, and that's where I they agree. Started. Yeah. That's what, oh, you saw it? Great, great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Um, yeah, it's about his childhood, and she is. Um, I forgot what she is in that, but she's. Uh, I think she's like homeless or something like that, and she's like she becomes like kind of like a caretaker in the situation. Yeah. Uh, so again, so Sia, uh, you know, vouched 
for uh, FKA Twigs. I've actually seen her once at Afropunk. She was really cool. And so, uh, yeah, so my point in bringing this up, again, it was last week's news, is the director. You don't usually hear this. You don't usually hear the director, who is also a female. Um, she supported. She supported FKA Twigs. Her name is the director of the movie, Amla, Alma Harrell. And uh, she uh, released a statement in solidarity with FKA Twigs and obviously Sia. Mm -hmm. um, like you said before, you you love you love to see uh, like Dr. Luke or again I don't mean to like you know have the males have all these comebacks and shit like that. But um yeah, how do you feel about this? I know that domestic violence is a huge thing. Um, lately, mm -hmm. um, women actually are dying more from domestic abuse than heart attacks. Uh, so wow. obviously, violence is out of control. It's called uh, I believe it's called femicide. Yeah, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about Shy? How do you feel about the um, domestic uh, violence culture that uh, surrounds this? I feel like Shy just really lost himself. Like, I feel like since he kind of stepped back from, like, the movie career and things, like, he just started to kind of flip his wig, you know what I'm saying? And I totally, I feel like that's the number one reason of why so many women are um, dying from um, abusive relationships and things now is because it's not a lot of women speaking up. So I'm definitely with FKA Twigs for speaking out and taking it to trial because it's, sometimes these stories need to be heard and they, sometimes these people need to deal with the consequences that comes with this. You know, it's not cool putting your hands on a female and making them do certain things like you own them or something like that, you know. So I definitely agree with FKA. She don't want no money. It's just she just wants her story to be heard, you know, and wanted to be out there and help other women as well that are going through the same thing that are scared to get their story out there or say they're scared to go and turn them, turn um their partner or anything like that, you know. So I'm shout out to FKA because I would have did the same thing, honestly. I know you watched the movie. Do you uh, enjoy her music? I do. I do enjoy her music. Nice, same. I watch it when it's very like, ah, very. Get you in a calm space. Nice, same. I wasn't expecting yeah. that actually. When I went to go see it, Afropunk, um, there was a lot of acts that I actually want to see. She was a newer act, and I had not seen her, and yeah. I didn't listen to her music yet. So I was a little weirded out at first because it was a lot of uh, avant-garde, it was a lot of uh, showmanship, a lot of visuals. But then, yes, yeah, yeah. so that so I probably did myself a disservice not listening to her before. But now that I've gotten to listen uh, in my own personal time, I'm a fan. So so Obama comes out with uh, favorite movies and favorite music all year. We won't get into the music, but we'll get into the TV shows and movies, and we watched a few of them. Uh, Joe is going to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom tonight. She'll be able yes, to talk about that on our radio show. So then we have Beanpole, Bakaru, Nomadland, that is with uh, Francis McDermott. Soul comes out on Christmas Day. That's a Disney Pixar. It's going to have a lot of African Americans looking like actual African Americans. Um, not like. Uh, I can't the, wait. To right? Not like uh, The Frog Princess. That was a trash ass movie. I didn't even see it. Once someone told me that she was barely in it, I was like, so that's not really a black princess then. They're like, well, I mean, she was for like five minutes. And I'm like, and she was a frog for the rest of it. No thanks. She was. was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she was. Uh, no wow. thanks. So anyway, Soul hopefully makes up for that. Uh, Lovers Rock, Collective. A lot of these actually, Obama's cheating. He's cheating. 
He definitely <laughs> is. Because I'm like, these ones aren't even out yet. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you beat me to the He's point. like the first watches or something. Like, what's going right? on? Which makes sense because he, he owns a production company. He owns a studio with his wife, Michelle Obama. Shout out to yeah. them. I love the Obamas. And um, they own Higher Ground. So, of course, they get the screener copies of all movies. And, of course, he puts some of his yeah. films on there, his documentaries. Um, they they basically do a lot of documentaries. I'm sure they'll get into film and TV soon. But right now, most – and they won. They won an Academy Award last year uh, for uh, American Factory. And that was their first documentary. Yay! Yes, so. It was about the Chinese workers and the Chinese uh, investment into American Factory and how they collided culturally. Very good movie. So, uh, Mank – that is out on Netflix right now. That's a uh, that's a heavy uh, Oscar contender. We talked about it on the show last a uh, couple weeks ago. Martin Eden, Let Him Go. I saw that. That's with Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. Uh, they have a son that dies in the beginning of the movie. Uh, they raise his um, his son for a little while, and then the mo- the mother moves out with an abusive boyfriend. And not only is the wow. the boyfriend abusive, the uh, the family is like kind of like crime syndicate. So Kevin Costner and wow. Diane go from Montana to Dakota. Like I said, reservation. They go over to that area to go find the woman and their grandson, and all types of hell breaks loose. Time. Wow. I think that's another documentary. Boy State. That's a documentary I have not seen. That's on Apple TV+. Plus. Sila and the Spades. I have not seen that. It's on Amazon Prime. That's with my homegirl, uh, Zora, from uh, Greenleaf. I mean, yes. Uh, love Greenleaf. Big fan. Um, actually, I watched The Flight Attendant. Um, Durley, I mean, uh, Merle Dandridge, she is from uh, Greenleaf as well. She is uh, the pastor. Uh, Grace, she is on uh, The Flight Attendant as well. I was so happy to see her on there. I love, I love, that, old show. love that old show. And then the last one uh, for movies is Crip Camp. That is about um, disabled people and the evolution of this day camp or the summer camp and um, how it, it revolutionized the game as far as, you know, acclimating people of disabled uh, backgrounds. And real quick, his favorite TV shows, Better Call Sal, The Queen's Gambit, I May Destroy You. I've seen most of these. Queen's Gambit! I know. I love that. Have you seen I May Destroy You? Do you like um, yeah, chewing? I have to say what? Oh, you did? Oh, so good. Do, do you watch Chewing Gum, too, Ma- McCall, um Yes, I watch yes, Chewing oh, Gum. Big fan. Oh, oh, big fan. Oh, I'm so happy. Big fan. The Boys, that's the comic book show. The Good Lord Bird, I just started watching that. That's with uh, Ethan Hawke. That's about John Brown, one of the uh, first abolitionists. Um, devs. You know, I never wanted to get into that, actually, but now I love Obama, so now I will. That's supposed to be like a science fiction type show. The Last Dance is about Michael Jordan on Netflix. Mrs. America is about Phyllis uh, Daphne. She's the person who went against the Equal uh, Rights Act for women. As a matter of fact, it's still not signed today. Um, it, the Equal uh, yeah, the equal Rights Act for women to have gender parity and all types of equal rights to this day. That was in the 70s when it was brought up and it's not signed today. No good. And she was one of the people that was the cause of that, actually. And that was uh, that was played by Kate Blanchett. That was such a great uh, show. It's on FX. The Good Place. I just started watching that. That's with Kristen Bell. And then City So Real. Never heard of that in my life. But I love Obama, so I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> and if you want to check out his favorite music, we're not going to mention that here. That's too long, and we already skipped the music portion. But that was curated by his daughter, Sasha. If you, if yeah! like, oh, I gotta check that out. I gotta exactly, check that out. Exactly, exactly. So, how do you feel? Do you are you looking forward to any of these movies? I know you got geeked out about I mean destroying Queen's Gambit. Anything that pops out on this list for you? 
can't Queen's Gambit. That was incredible. That was I can't. I want them to come out with a season two. If they could, or like a an extension or something. I need to know more because it was. Me too. Ah, uh, it, was, it was good. It was she very was good. So smart and like and her acting, the way she just acted everything out. She was. Just, it was just so good, and it made me really learn chess as well because I never knew nothing about chess. So I really learned chess from that show. Yeah. I don't know the exact statistic, but yes, uh, there was a boom in uh, chess boards being bought after this uh, show. Yeah, I love Queen's wow. Gambit. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want another sequel because I just felt like it was so perfect. I, I don't want to mess that up. And I actually, I don't know if you I ever saw. Too. I don't know if you ever saw Bobby Fischer, the movie with Elijah Wood, a long time ago. Uh, damn, it's like thirty years old to be honest. Um, but I, but if you ever do see it and you want to compare, mm-hmm. I like. Queen's Gambit better than uh, Bobby Fischer. Bobby Fischer okay. is the is the infamous legend, legendary. He's he's actually real. This is a fictitious character in Queen's Gambit. Bobby Fischer was a was one of the youngest uh, chess champions of all time, and he went into and he's famous for being recluse too. He's famous for just disappearing after he became champion. Oh. So that was a good movie, but Queen's oh. Gambit as a show way better in my opinion. All right. Uh, let's get into some stuff not on his list. We have Foster Boy. Very good movie. Uh, not like, you know, Academy Award. There was a lot of bad acting in it, <laughs> but it was a good premise. Uh, my man, Louis Gossett Jr. from Shaft. He's the judge in it. Shane Paul McGee. Um, where is he from? I forgot where he's from. Uh, he is from. He's a very good actor, too. I like him. He's Jamaican American as well. Oh, he starred in a oh. show called Deputy. I did not watch that, but I watched Unbelievable. That was on Netflix. And he was on Greenleaf. I forgot. He was one of the boyfriends. Yes, Dante. I Yay, forgot. He was so. Yep. He was in What Men Want with my homegirl. Uh, oh, man. Oh, Taraji B. Henson. I did not see Taraji? that. Movie. Yes, I did not see that movie. I, lo- I love her. She's one of my favorites. I was just arguing, not arguing, but I was just talking to my grandmother about hidden figures. She's the best. Cookie, she's a legend. Um, Right? So Foster Boy, so he's been in a few projects already, my man McGee. And uh, so it is about this boy that has been in the foster system for a long time, and he's just getting abused the whole time. And there is this corporate company called Belcor that is the foster company that sets him up. And... As you know, foster families get paid for whatever uh, foster child comes in. This, uh, they knew this, and they kept sending him to bad places just so they could rack up the money. And he was getting abused nonstop. And uh, this person takes on this person reluctantly takes a pro bono case with him, and he helps them try to get a set the twenty million dollars settlement from the civil case. And nobody would take the case before this. And so the judge forces the lawyer to take it pro bono, and he's a corporate lawyer, so he didn't want to do this at all. And it's a very good story. It's very good. Foster Boy. That's in theaters right now. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, it's very good. A Call to Spy, and yeah, uh, Matthew Modine is the lawyer. You've seen him before. He's in Stranger Things. He was the father of, he was the, yes. he was the father of seven. He was the, 11, I mean, 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Call to Spy. Uh, in 1941, Winston Churchill, they were losing the war, uh, and they were losing spies. So they, they were just like America in the Industrial Revolution. They, uh, they recruited a lot of women. They recruited a lot of amateur women to be spies. And 
Virginia Hall led the the case with that. Vera Atkins. Um, Vera Atkins is played by Stana Katrick. She's from Castle with a Nathan Fillion. And Vera and uh, Virginia Hall is played by Sarah Megan Thomas. The reason why I mention her name is because she wrote the screenplay. And again, it is these amateur women from Britain enlisted by Winston Churchill, and they became very good spies, and they helped bring down the war. And one of the other cool facts is that they had the first Indian Muslim woman to be um, recognized in World War II, and that and she was one of the spies. She actually got killed. Sorry for that spoiler. Oh. <laughs> it's a real event, so. Wow, thank you. No, no, she's not, she's not like the main character, but like in, in history, she sacrifices herself as a spy, and that's, and that's what spies do. That's part of the job, unfortunately. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, man, uh, a call to spy. How you feel about that? Is that something that uh, tickles the fancy? Sounds interesting. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good. So yeah, she um, got a g- lot of good reviews, and like I said, she wrote the movie herself. One of the actors. Check it out. Uh, Most Wanted is with Josh Hartnett, and it is about uh, the government setting up this drug dealer, this small-time drug dealer in Montreal, Canada. He is played by Antoine Olivier Pallon. Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, is in it as well. Uh, like I said, uh, in Montreal, this middleman gets stuck by the government, and the government tries to entrap him in Bangkok. And this uh, Josh Hartnett is a journalist, and he has been following the story for a long time. So luckily, because he has been following it, he was following the bigger drug pin. But because he caught wind of this, he was able to help him in his case to try to get out of that drug uh, deal in Bangkok. And I don't know if you know this, right. Thailand do not play with drugs. You, I know sometimes, they don't. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a life sentence. Wow. All right. And we're winding down. Let Them All Talk is with Meryl Streep. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, Candace Bergen, Diane we- uh, Weiss. She's from Edward Scissorhands. It's about this author who goes right. on a cruise. And she is trying to um, – she's actually trying to reconcile with her friends. Um, she gets this nice book deal. Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea. He's been nominated a few times. Lady Bird. He's in it too. He's his, um, he's Meryl Streep's uh, nephew. And so, yeah, she's this rich big-time author, and she brings her friend and her nephew onto the cruise. And even though she's really famous, she's trying to use this cruise to try to mend fences with her friends, even though, you know – and you don't know why she's doing it, but you find out at the end why she's doing it. Very good movie. That's on Ooh, HBO. We love movies like that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then the last one is pretty dark. Um, it's called The Dark and the Wicked. It's very dark, actually. It's, I don't know if anybody likes horror movies, but this one is definitely a horror movie. Lots of blood, lots of uh, scary paranormal stuff. Marin Ireland, she is from, uh, what was the last movie? Uh, I watched Sneaky Pete, but they're, oh, what was the last uh, uh, Martin Scorsese movie? The Irishman. She was an Irishman. She was mm. one of the daughters. And uh, so this one is about the siblings that go to visit their mother in a ranch. And uh, the mother is not religious. Neither is the father, their parents. And uh, the mother warns them not to come. And they don't know why. The father's dying. Mm. He's of ale. But they become possessed. And that's why. And wow. it gets crazy. And yeah, and yeah, you think that they could try to leave. It's not your typical. And to be honest, they did a very good job with the special effects and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, anybody that wants to be scared, watch out. Yay. And now for the best part of the show. What the fuck did I say? So we can interview Joe Solo. 
fuck did I say? Right. Here we are. Here we are. Joe Solo, I'm so happy to have you. I thank you tremendously. You are a huge talent. You're a huge talent. We don't have, we've had all types of guests, but you're our first person that actually has their own radio show that does voiceover, that pretty much does all the things I'm doing. You're going to take me out of business, man. Nobody's going to want to listen to me anymore. They're like, what? There's a younger version of him? I'm done with him. I'm done. I got you. (laughs) So uh, I want to ask some questions about what's popping with Joe Wednesday, uh, the radio station that you're at your brand, your webpage, and how you handle the spotlight. So tell us about your radio show. Sure. So um, I have a radio show with my school, actually, uh, Columbia College, Chicago. Uh, It's in um, art school downtown. And um, it's on WCRX 88.1 FM um, on there every Wednesday from 7 to 9. It might change next semester because we're going to a new semester now. So then it happens. But I was loving that little Wednesday, but hopefully we can get a Friday because I'm I love the Friday night shows. So hopefully we can get a Friday next semester. But what's popping with Joe is um, basically my radio show, just doing trending topics. Um, I talk about uh, celebrities. I talk about political stuff. I talk about um, mental health because I think that's such a big thing for me. And especially this year, I talked a lot more about it is because I've um, realized that I can have anxiety and do have anxiety. And that was just something that I was just uh, finding out by myself all year. So I talked about a lot of the health um, on my show and also just um, giving tea and what you can do in Chicago on the weekends and things like that. So that's what's popping with Joe. That's a very jam-packed program and I enjoy that. You Obviously you see this, we're very variety, we're very similar in that fashion um, and I love, like I said, I, I fanboyed with your, I, I love, uh, you see that we have cliches, we have a lot of uh, catchy phrases and stuff like that. So I was very impressed with what's popping with Joe Wednesday. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, I need to change my name now. I need to change my name. <laughs> I thought that was Thank so cute. I loved you. it. I loved it. Thank you. So let's, uh, so what are the voiceover projects that you've done? So I've done, um, uh, so I took voiceover class, of course, and uh, I took a voiceover production as well. Um, and voiceover production, we put together, um, a mini anim, a mini, animated series kind of sort of so I put that together for my school I also do um, voiceover projects for my career center at Columbia um, I've done voiceover work for a uh, organization called Enrich Chicago and they um, help uh, tutor children and uh, bring insight um, to kids for careers and things like that um, what else have I done wow of course, commercials for the radio show and things like that. And I do want to start getting into more voiceover work. So we're going to see. I kind of want to be in like a, an animated short film or something Me like too. that. And, and yes, and like play somebody. So hopefully that comes in down the line somewhere, you know. If you had a character that's already established that you want to voice, who is that dream character you'd like to voice? Hmm, the dream character. It could be from any animation. It could be from any animation. Oh, this is so good. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Secret Life of Pets. Ooh. And uh, I will be, um, oh my gosh. 
what was the hype dog's name? I never watched it, actually. I never saw Secret Life of You never? Pets. Okay, so. Right, there's three of them. I know that. Like I know there's three of them. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and I only know because my because I have little nephews, so this is what we do. We watch little kid movies, and I'm a sucker. For I just have dogs. Movies, but they don't watch shit anymore. Yes. <laughs> you should watch it and watch your dog's reactions when they watch. They probably would. It. They, they probably would go wild. Together. They probably would. No, they really think it's real, and it's so funny because it's not. It's hilarious. <laughs> but yes, this is a dog on there. I forgot her name, but she's just always hyped, like. She's always like, yes, yes, and just, I always want to solve this problem and that problem. So I would so be heard. Like, that's my dream character. Like, either a little kid that's, like, super hyped or, like, an auntie, and a cool, super laid-back auntie. And sometimes I want, I want to take the serious role, sometimes maybe, but it's hard for me to be serious because I'm always joking. Nah, it's something. So. It's okay. There's all, <laughs> yeah. types, of, there's all yeah. types of funny people, Jim Carrey, Tiffany Addish, that, dude. You don't have to be. Yes. They, they will find you, and they and they'll find the opportunities. You're talented, so it doesn't matter. You'll find that opportunity. Uh, I saw. I found this very interesting. Um, you are. I, I think you're an, a, a freaking light. I think you're a delight. I think that you are someone with great energy. So anybody like myself that just comes across your page, they just naturally think that's who you are. But I read somewhere that you are not, that you actually are more shy in real life, and that that, that this radio show has actually blossomed you into becoming someone more of a, vo- a, a vocal person. So please touch on that, handling the spotlight, because you have a very popular yes. show. Um, I've never been a person that always liked being in the spotlight. And of course, people would think otherwise because of my personality. Because if you really do get to know me, like know the real Joe Solo, real Jory, I am this very hyped, crazy person. I just love to do fun stuff, love to do crazy stuff. But when it does come to, um, like, cameras and um sometimes meeting new people and getting into an event where I have to like talk to other people I am very shy it's it's like this thing comes over me where it's just like I'm nervous and I'm just like oh my god I don't want to talk I don't know what to say and always that thing in my back of my head like if I mess up on what I say or you know or how I um greet myself to people you know and things like that so Coming to radio, um, and which I didn't want to do when I first got to college, I didn't even want to do radio. I wanted to be a criminal lawyer, and my mom gave me the idea of like, being, I know, right? <laughs> and my mom. No, you'd be great at that too. To but that's even funnier because I'm yeah. actually I'm actually studying to take the LSAT, so even more in common. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yes, but that's what I wanted to be all my life is big time criminal lawyer. And my mom was like, okay, well, let's just get real. Like we think each is like I think you should be something in the media world. And I was like, Ugh. like I don't want to be on camera. She said be real. That's usually the opposite, right? They usually steer you away from media. Go, mom. Oh my, yeah, no, shout out to her for real. Cause she really helped me, uh, really find my passion and my, um, my true career. So I went into radio and when the first time I got behind the mic, I was actually doing a practicing show. I wasn't even doing a real show. I was just practicing in the classroom and I just felt like 
I was supposed to be there. And I just felt my true personality came. I was like this burst of energy, just like boom. And I just felt just the energy from the mic and just moving the different um, equipment around and messing with the different things that I can do on the radio and things like that and create my own commercials. So it definitely has blossoming to be a more um, outspoken person. And uh, also to show more of my personality and also not be afraid to be who I am because I think that's why I didn't want to do it because I was afraid like people wouldn't agree with my hotness and how jolly I am and the light you know but that's a radio definitely opened that side up for me so definitely got out of that shyness after a while for sure oh yeah oh yeah yeah um, no you are a natural I totally get that um but there's those also uh not to say that this is you but like a lot of people um that can stay introverts and can stay shy because it's like a dual personality and I'm not saying that's for you, but a lot of people are able to turn that off and on. Me, yeah. per se, and I, and I think that this is almost the same with you. It's like more of an amplified version of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's not really yes. it's yes. not really a split personality. It's just more of a loud version of ourselves. And so that's how I view you, to I be totally honest. I, don't know, I could be wrong. could be wrong, but that's how I view you. No, that's, that's view literally. You. It's just a, a more turned up version of myself, literally, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so I'm so happy that you do radio. Radio, like I said, I don't usually get guests like this that like you know we can like have so much in common. It's amazing. Um, who, what kind of guests do you look forward to? Do uh, what's your type of dream guests? You've had many. How I many? What kind of guests do you look forward to? What kind of guests have you not had that would complete your journey as far as booking? Mm-hmm. Well, I've had, I love, I'm a big music person. Like, music is my second love. I get that. So I've always interviewed artists, always interviewed artists. And not just big artists, but more underground local artists, because I believe that they need like, somewhere. Yes, and that's why I love the music scene here. So many um, outstanding underground artists that we have here and so many different platforms, but I just feel like a lot of times those artists don't know how to get their platform out or know how to talk to their people. So that's when I come in and try to get them to feel comfortable with my show and things like that, you know, so a lot of music artists and who will be the completed though? It could be wow. a celebrity. It could be a type of guest. Ellen. Ellen. For sure. Ellen. Ellen. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I love. If I can be Ellen's assistant right now, like pack my stuff up and Ellen call me, like go be my assistant. Hell yeah. I was so oh doing it. I even love with her. The, even with really the abusive rumors? Her. Even with the I way that she I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Tom Cruise yelled at his uh, his crew during that uh, COVID scare in uh, in uh, Italy, and I was just like, man, they probably deserved it. And somebody was like, nobody should yell at me like that. Every yeah, I thought that some people on the side they were like, nobody gonna yell at me like that. And I'm like, man, if Tom Cruise is yelling at me, I probably deserve it. <laughs> so I feel you. I feel you. Yes, even though Ellen, and I'm glad you see through the trees with that. I'm I'm glad you do. I do. I'm glad that doesn't stop you because um yeah Howard Stern he's a friend of uh, Ellen also she's going through back pain, uh, pains right now so she had to uh, pause the the production of the show. I've actually applied to a show before too. I've actually yeah that doesn't bother me. Um when you're in showbiz and you're in showbiz yourself so you you've gotten the lesson early. Yo yeah. a lot of them are like that man. A lot of people are like that and um, some people are that talented. Like, you'll be in a room and you'll be like, how the hell do people deal with this person? And then you see Exactly. And you're like, oh, that's why. And so, like, you try yourself, us and Joe, because we're, I'm not saying you, but we're, like, I don't think we're on that, that scale yet. 
And I don't want to yeah. either. I want, I want to be talented. Don't get me wrong. I want to be successful. But I don't want to be so much a yeah. where people go, damn, I only want to work with exactly. talented. Exactly. So same yeah. thing with uh, Ellen. I hope she's learning from her mistakes. But, again, that's okay. that's the people I expect to act like that. So, like, if Ellen did act like that towards me, I'd be like, I'd be weirded out if you didn't Ellen. act like that. Like, I would not yeah. be weird. I'd be weirded out if you were extra nice to me. I'm like, how did you make it here being this nice? Like, I would actually smile if she yelled at me. Like, oh my god, Ellen. I made it. I made it. Dory, Dory just yelled at me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, is there anything else you would like to promote? I I would love to ask you more, but like I don't want to take too much of your time. And yeah, like I said, promote, promote, promote. Well, you, I don't know. Go. I will be. I am currently in the process of getting my podcast show together. So during um, my semester yeah, of the radio this right. year, I started a new segment. It's called Keep Up. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's called New to the Game. And New to the Game okay. is um, a, yeah, it's New to the Game. And I bring on artists. And it's really uh, a show that's uh, curated for artists. And I want them to be able to come on and just express their art. It could be music. It could be painting. It could be writing. It could be anything that you do. Yeah. And I just want them to come on my show. And number one, to feel comfortable, because I feel like the interview game has changed so much over the years. It's always so hard facts, and people are always in your business and want to know the tea and the gossip. But I want my show to be something that they can come on and feel natural and just talk natural. And we talk about anything. We don't just have to talk about art. We can talk about them as people and we can talk about what's happening in the world and also be able to showcase what they do as well, you know, and also get a platform to just push them off, you know, and I just, I like being there for other people and helping others, you know, get that push off because I know it's hard nowadays to really get yourself out there. So that's the type of platform that I want to create. So hopefully February, March is coming soon. Probably January. We're, just, we're going to see how the break goes. But that's coming. Also, my YouTube channel is coming as well. So I'm shooting the intro video for that very soon. I'm super excited. So just be looking out for all of this on my Instagram page, for real. And I will be marketing, 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 for sure. Hell yeah. And, again, you're going to put me out of business because we we basically touched the same stuff. We basically covered the same stuff. That's how I would approach interviewing myself. I love that type of uh, interview style. Again, I'm a big fan, and the more content you come out with, the more we're going to watch. Yes. Like I said, uh, actually, tell us where to find you and where you want people to find you. Sure. Um, My Instagram name is at Joe Amaria, J-O-A-M-H-R-I-A. And you can follow me on Facebook at Jory Roberts, J-O-R-I-R-O-B-E-R-T-S. And, yeah, and you can find me through those two. Those are the two main ones I use right now. I'm trying to get into this TikTok thing, you know. Me too. Start like, like, yes. I only have, like, six videos, but I always feel stupid because I'm not dancing. I'm like... Is it, am I supposed to dance in this video? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> do people want to see me dancing? I don't think so. I'm in the TikTok video <laughs> today. I was like, I really feel like a, a 60-year-old woman, like, just trying to keep up with technology right now. And I feel like all the TikTokers are my children, and they're trying to teach me, and I'm just not catching on. Like, I'm just not catching on. But once I get that TikTok up and running, we'll definitely be man. somewhere with that, for sure. Man, yeah. if you feel like that, I must be the Crypt Keeper. Holy shit. Hell no, okay. man. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Hey, I gotta leave. Me. You're younger than me. You're younger than me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's gonna be another episode. No lies here. No lies. Where's the lie? No lies here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not it, not it. <laughs> All right. So you can find us on Keep Up NY, on Twitch, Keep Up NYC. We also you can find me on Twitch as well, still insane. We have Keep Up NYC on Instagram. We have a Patreon that's pretty barren, so don't go there. Uh, unless you want to donate to the show, which we have to get onto, by the way. I have to start putting like a cash app or something. Cause when you debut your podcast, we're independent media. We need that support. So I get so we gotta start doing that. Keep up shut up on Facebook. Again on IG and I have my Sylvan Sane. You can type Sylvan Sane anywhere. As a matter of fact, you type in Keep Up Podcast, most of the time you'll see this ugly fotch. So <laughs> again, we're it was such a pleasure to have you, Miss Joe Solo. Thank you so much. Right. You have I had so much fun with you. You are great. Oh, this you. is a great show. You are a great person. I love the energy that you bring. I love the topics you talk about because, yes, all of it needs to be talked about. And just keep doing what you're doing because I love you. I do. Oh, you just keep lying, girl. I love it, man. I love all these. Oh. <laughs> keep. I love it. Yes. Flattery, uh, flattery gets you nowhere. Name. Flattery gets flattery. you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, like I said, man, the best intro in the game. Uh, I, I, I peep that because you saw me. I take my intro seriously as well. Um, I agree with you. It yeah. brings the energy. All that's, and even an outro. Even your outro has to have that kind of energy too. Oh, so impressed with you. So happy that you came on the show. So let's get out of here. You better cool. shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with Joe Solo and Still Been Seen. Over. I know that's right. Right. Over and Over out. And out. <laughs> homies. You can do it. Go ahead. Over and out, homies. Over and out, homies. Yeah. <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>